You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bo, well, we got a good game, and things looked good at the beginning, but what has happened before has happened again. Unfortunately for the Atlanta Falcons, the history of blowing fourth quarter leads has repeated itself. So, Bo, first and foremost, how are you feeling, and how? what do you make of this? Well, I'm feeling I've got a lot. I've got all the seven what stages of grief, you know, uh, anger. Uh, I've got a little bit of self pity right now. Uh-huh. I'm feeling, you know, feeling a little bit sorry for myself. Uh, amazingly enough, I, I'm ill. I'm I'm pissed off, is what I am. I'll just be honest. I'm really no, pissed right. off about how the game ended. <clears throat> you you missed opportunities to close the game out. You mm-hmm. can't get short field opportunities and not score touchdowns. You can't exactly. get two short foot opportunities. You came away with three points. That being said, you also had a 26-10 lead, and your defense goes into a shell, and then your your best player on one side of the ball, which is A.J. Terrell, yeah, him and Grady are 1A and 1B. Mm-hmm. But he didn't look very good. Michael Thomas had some moments against him, and that's not good. Nope. So – of all the places you look good, that was one where we didn't look very good. It was really oh. frustrating. So I've got a lot of feelings. My feelings don't really matter right now. Um, I believe in this team, and yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what a hundred percent what to make because there were so many positives that yes. we can take away from this, D- Dylan. So and many. All we're gonna talk about are the negatives, and that's what. That's what I think. That's why I'm angry. I'm not angry you lost the game or you blew it, but there were so many strides, so many strides made from what this team has been labeled and what they have been in the past. And in the end of the day, you allowed an old narrative to be brought back in yep. about who you are, which is a team that can't finish games. Does it? You know, different quarterback, same result. Uh, you know, different. Guys up front in a certain area. So, what guys on the perimeter? So, whatever you want to say, you just couldn't get it done. And I don't second guess. I wonder now if they should have just went for fourth and one. You know, and just said, screw it. Oh, go ahead. Just screw it. No, screw it. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose. Let's lose with the ball in our hands because you were playing so well up front. So, yeah. I just got a lot of frustration because honestly, I want to believe that the team we saw for three quarters is the team that they really are. And right. that's what I want to believe after one game. But I don't know. And only time's going to tell. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I am with you. Why not go for it on fourth and one? And I understood at that moment in time, okay, 
punt the football, flip the field, make them go the distance with only what they had 48 or 38 seconds left in the ball game to go down and get a field goal. And obviously they did that. So I understood the decision there, but looking back on it now, obviously, and I even would have been okay with if they did it in, in real time, I would have been okay if they went for it on fourth and one. Now, obviously I really wanted to go them to go for it on fourth and one because you were moving the ball so well. And you talked about, you know, old narratives coming back up. We were trying to get rid of some narratives and things Arthur Smith was preaching and he was saying was going to happen in training camp and in the preseason. Those things were happening in the first three quarters. We were dictating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And both we, you said, we both said those were going to be keys to the game, dictating both line of scrimmages on offense and defense. And we did that. And that was the thing we were most concerned about. And we did it. And, the thing that we thought we were we were most confident in when it comes to the secondary, those are the things that were the shakiest, including A.J. Terrell that you touched on against Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas had some very good plays against A.J. Terrell. Now, we'll give Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston credit. Jameis Winston threw some very good balls down the stretch, and Michael Thomas made some very nice catches. But still, you expect A.J. Terrell to be there to break up the plays. And he didn't get like – he wasn't badly beat, but – he gave enough space to Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston for them to make plays and get down the field and get that game-winning field goal. And I want to go back to something you said about um, about really not capitalizing on on opportunities. You you just can't fumble the snap there if if you're Marcus Mariota and you just and you got to slide at that point too. I know he's trying to be physical. I get all that, but you got to slide at that opportunity too because, like you said. Three points in two short field short field opportunities. And so, I mean, it just really, really is demoralizing to lose a game like this. And, oh, it's just a sucker punch. It's a gut punch. And it, it really is hard to take. So Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, look, the defense played so good for three quarters, and then it just it just goes. I mean, I... It looked like Dean Pease and they kind of ran – I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that 100% no, but it looked like they kind of ran a, a – went to a kind of a soft zone on that, that first yes. drive that they scored to make it 26-18. That's what it appears to me. But, you know, even then you can't give up that huge chunk pass to Jarvis Landry at the very end of the game. <clears throat> but there were so many good things. Like, dude, they ran the ball. I said, dude, I dude you. But, Dylan, <laughs> we ran the ball for 200 yards. Two Cordell Patterson had 120 yards, mm-hmm. so it's it's you know he was 20 of 33 through the air, no interceptions. So that, you know that 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 turnover, I get it with the fumble. He's trying to make a play, just got to be smarter with it. I, it. It's just the pass rush was there. You know yep. they had three sacks in the game. I think maybe four. Yeah, four, uh, yeah, four, and. Grady Jarrett, who I've heard this narrative that, oh, he doesn't fit Dean Pease's defense. He looked pretty damn good to me in Dean yeah. Pease's defense today. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a sack and a half with five uh, – with three total tackles. I mean, you know, or or five overall, excuse me, th- three uh, solo. 
Yeah. So he looked pretty good in, in a defense. He clearly, you know, I just told you, Richie Grant came up and made some plays. We saw progressions of guys. Dr. Arnold Ebicady, the doctor of, of pass rush, yeah. got his first career sack. You uh-huh. know, Lorenzo Carter gets in on the sack. Yep. So there were just so many goods. It's just this team, maybe we need to take a step back and look. You know, everybody's fired up. All the people that said the Falcons were going to win three or four games are now killing them for losing today and, right. and, and, and and blowing the game. And I think it's a little bit ironic that I, I think, and I know we're going to get into this with what Coach Smith said after the game, but it's a little ironic that the people are that didn't expect them to do anything are now just jumping on this. Well, you should have won. You should have won. You should have won. And it's kind of, it's kind of convenient. And that's the other thing that bothers me. It's why I take this loss so hard because there's a bunch of people out there who just want to kill the team no matter what they do. Right. And, you know, the way that played out, you just feed their, their fire. You, you really do. And it makes it frustrating. And it makes it, it makes it hurt worse when you lose games like that. I want to go back to something you said really quick because I was wondering this the whole time I was at the studio today and I want to, I may, you're up in the booth with Wes and Dave. I don't know if Dave mentioned this or not, you know, while you guys were uh, off the air in between breaks, but why did we go to this shell type of zone defense, prevent defense? I don't know if it, it was a full on prevent, but you called it a shell. So we'll stick with that terminology. Why did they switch to that shell defense when I believe they were playing a man defense that was working earlier, they were getting pressure. So why the switch, Bo? Do you have any idea? Did you and uh, Dave talk about that at all? Well, we didn't talk about this specific instance, but uh-huh. we have talked about it in the past. And look, when you do that, you do that because the thought process is to keep everything in front of you. Okay. So you do it when you're up double digits in the fourth quarter right. of games because you keep everything in front of you and then you tackle them in bounds, and then the clock runs. Or you just tackle them anyways, because it's right. a certain point in time where the clock stops. Um, when you run out of bounds, the clock stops to reset the ball. Right. But they'll also they'll also wind it, right? Yeah. Um, and so that, that's what will happen. So you do it to kind of keep everything in front of you. You don't give up a big play right over the top. So it one, mm-hmm. one big play, boom, you're back in it. The whole point is to keep everything in front, tackle, and then you roll time off that clock. So that clock just eats away. So it helps burn the clock, if that makes sense. It's another – you're using the clock, basically the score and the clock, as another an extra defender and another way to win the game. So that's the thought process of it. But it doesn't work when you give up four-play 80-yard drives or maybe it was 75. I think – I don't know. 75, 80 yards. It doesn't work when you give up chunk plays. They went down the field in four plays. So, so why so, not switch back? That's my main question. You see it's not working. They score in the, that four-play drive. You roll right down the field like our defense was Swiss cheese, not even out there on the field. Well, why not switch back? They did switch back the next drive, but the problem okay. is is the, the, the negatives is if you can't do that to make it kind of go, 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 mm-hmm. and it's a quick strike, you'll let a quarterback who, look, I know I'm all, I am I ride Jameis, and rightfully so, because he didn't look very good most of that game, and a lot of it right. was his pressure. But he's still an NFL quarterback, and he's a yes. guy that likes to sling it. He wants to push the ball downfield. So when you do 
what you what you didn't allow it. Now he's got his timing, so now he's in a rhythm. And guys right. in the NFL with weapons like he's got with Camara uh, and Thomas and Landry, and now you add Chris Olave in there, they start chunking it around. They get a rhythm, right? Now he's got mm-hmm. a rhythm. So now his timing's now he feels good. He's confident. He's he's kind of in a flow. And now you get what you get what you got where they're going in the field. But even then, they were able to make a stop on the two point conversion, and then they just could not bleed the clock enough. So it, this is just it's really tough to swallow. Like like you talked about. I mean, all the things that Arthur Smith was saying was going to happen. They were happening. They were coming to fruition. We were getting a pass rush. We were making plays on offense, running the ball effectively. Cordell Patterson had himself a day, and now it all seems for not because an old narrative came back. And that is the most frustrating part, along with we did so many good things. And at this point, it really doesn't matter because you lost, and you lost to the Saints week one. Everybody was so amped up. The Benz was rocking, by the way. The fans came out. And it just, it's just so deflating. 